from MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is out this week. And today on the show, we're starting 2018 off with a new look. Jumping into the remodeling of your home with Shane McClendon of Shane McClendon Builder. From bathrooms, kitchens, to open up your floor plan. That'll be fun. Let's talk about how you want to remodel your home for 2018. And as always, we can help you with any other home improvement projects you've got going on. You can share your comments and questions this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. There we go. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I got it straight that time. This is Fix It 101 from MPB Think Radio. (laughs) This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. I'm MPB Think Radio. This is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is out this week, but today on the show, we're starting 2018 off with a brand new look. Uh, we're jumping into remodeling your home today with Shane McClendon from Shane McClendon Builder LLC. From bathroom, kitchen, opening up your floor plan, let's talk about how you want to remodel your home for 2018. Of course, you can share your comments, questions with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How you fellas doing this morning? Doing well. Oh, great, man. All right, so Dell, what are you working on right now, man? Right now, I got a um, couple little jobs that's trying to start off the year. Um, some siding outside. And uh, we got a glass room a lady wants to um, get built and several little projects that we're just lining up, kind of just getting started. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I saw we we put it on the uh, Facebook. You, you uh, quote, uh, burning some wood, basically. Yeah, to get that uh, wood grain look, kind of want the... Um, the grain to show through the stain a little bit. So, right. um, so you typically people use like a uh, a torch for this, but you yes. were using a heat gun. I did. I was using um, what I had in the shed. Right. You know. <laughs> but um, yes, uh, it's more than one way to uh, get that effect. You can uh, burn them on with the iron and um, different things. But uh, I just went pawpaw on that one and used the old heat use gun. the heat gun. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, uh, but that did look good. Yeah, yeah, it, it turned out. I, we saw nice. the we saw the finished product. Uh, you were making a toy box, right? Yes, um, toy box. Make the kids happy, right? Um, trying to keep them um, organized. That's one of the New Year's resolution to get organized. And you mentioned that you use safety hinges. Yes, I was like, that's cool. What is that? What, tell Those me what the safety are the hinges. arm hinges that um, they go uh, ninety degrees and lock it. Uh huh. And you can. Um, Leave it locked, or you can um, slowly let it down without it, you know, slamming on the fingers. I was thinking, like, oh. little toddler get his hands in there. Okay, so so what it does, it slows the top from coming down and slamming on it. Oh, yes. That's yes. cool. I never knew that and, that was a thing. Rounded off the edges with a quarter round. There you go. All right, Shane, how you doing, man? Doing well. So um, what's going on with you? What are you working on right now? I got well. What what am I not working on? Right. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. We got, what are you going to be doing today? Well, today I got to go do, deliver some shingles uh, for an addition, 
and uh, go check on that. You don't have a guy for that, Shane? Well, I mean, your name's on the shingle. You're looking at him. Oh, okay. All right. I got it. You're the, you're the got, business. Yeah, we got two houses uh, being built in Gardens of Manship, getting one ready to do one in Lost Pine. Oh, and, wow. Uh, in addition, got a bathroom coming up, mm-hmm. several other little odds and ends. Now, um, you have you've won a, an award or two doing this kind of thing. Am I correct? Yeah. Now, what, what is that? I've won um, Kitchen Awards, the best of Mississippi, and I've won some bathroom awards. Okay, yeah. cool. So that's who you have to talk to today, folks. You have uh, award-winning contractors. You have a guy that can make the coolest uh, toy box in the world. <laughs> uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. And uh, I-, I wanted to start real quick. Before we got into the show, we were we were, we were were talking about some of the things that people can do to help themselves out. I was talking about a friend that had a problem with uh, – uh, some paint and whatnot. And my dad taught me this trick like 20 years ago. It's the coolest trick. Okay, I would paint a room, and I have a little bit of paint left over. Mm-hmm. He would say, um, get a, an old pickle jar and put that paint in the pickle jar to, to keep it, or, or a mason jar, something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't realize how useful that was until I needed to touch up that same room probably four years later. And was oh, yes. looking at cans of paint to see, oh, my gosh, did I save that? Did I save that? And if you look up and you see there's that color paint in a mason jar sitting up on a shelf. So you know how much you have. You can see what color it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if you're smart enough, you ripped off the label from the can and put it on there. But I didn't do that. But anyway, Somehow, it's um, those paint lids, they just not made to last over um, that one-time use of the paint. You know, the one-gallon yeah. It's either going to rust out, you're going to bend it, yeah. it's not going to get the proper seal, and the paint's going to go bad. Right, it dry up over time mm-hmm. or whatever. So so it was, it was really cool. It was a good idea. So next time you paint and you've got extra, put it in one of those glass jars, and it'll it'll keep, uh, like in a, in a mason jar type situation, yep. because they seal real well, mm-hmm. it'll keep. Uh, and you know what's in there. That's good. Number calls eight seven seven MPB ring. Okay, if you go to our Facebook page, you can see that going on. Jeff has got some uh, work going on with a fire that he was uh, redoing a home, uh, and you can see pictures of the progress of that. Uh, you can see the little table that I completed, and mm-hmm. then there's an article on there from Architectural Digest about the DIY projects you should not try. And there's some pretty neat stuff in there. One of the things we noticed right before the uh, right before the show was the plumbing portion of that. Mm-hmm. And they said, basically, don't go too deep on the plumbing. So you can kind of deal with the stuff that you can see. If you can't see it, don't mess with it. If you if you can't see it, call a plumber. <laughs> so, and I really think we were talking about like the 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 uh, plumbing leaving the sink underneath your sink that's mm-hmm. taking the water out. That one you can kind of. Goof around with. Yeah, them. you can find all those parts and pieces at Home Depot or Lowe's. Right, right, really right. Easily. So, so that part is easy. But uh, if if you've got to get into sheetrock, you might want to mm. leave it to the pros. Right. Uh, and certainly anywhere in the ground. So, um, number calls eight seven seven MPB ring. If you listen to the show either last Wednesday or Saturday, we had the solar guy on, and we have. Goodness, we got some questions to send to him. But one thing I did want to say, we got an email uh, from a gentleman in Jackson. says, hi, I'm currently working on a piece of furniture that I would like to stain. Uh, I live in Jackson. I know the weather is sometimes unpredictable, really. 
this week. Uh, do you have any tips for staining wood outside in Jackson? Well, this I think what he's talking about, if we figure it out, maybe a piece of furniture that would be indoors, and he's just trying to figure out if he can stain it while he's outdoors. Yeah, if you were inside staining, he'd probably stink the house up pretty good. I can, may, he may be wanting to do it in the garage or a carport or something. Yeah, um, I've done I've done a lot of projects in my carport, uh, yes. and the reason for that is that stain, uh, and and especially anything you put over stain, yeah. man, that smell will stay there for a minute. Yes. And if you do it within your home, it'll stay in there. It'll get in the yeah. walls. Wow. The yes. walls? Yes. It, it'll uh, hang around for a little while. All right. Um, okay. We're going straight to some remodeling. Remember, Shane's here. He's a remodeler. Let's just talk remodeling today and whatever else you got. Um, Jennifer's on the line in Hattiesburg, and uh, we'll go straight to it. You want to do a, a kitchen counter remodel? Yeah, and we're on a bit of a budget, so we were looking at solid surface, and then we came across um, recycled glass, and it wasn't a lo- very much more than that, but I haven't, haven't heard of it, and, and I'm not sure if it's a good... <laughs> I've seen one of those, like on uh, HGTV or DIY Network. Is this the one that they, that they design? They make it out of, uh, basically, it's crushed Coke bottles, and mm-hmm. yeah, am I right there? Is that what you're talking that's, about? That, that's what, yeah. And the company that um, is through Home Depot, the company is GEOS. Uh-huh. And I just haven't, you know, I wasn't seeing a lot of reviews online and just wondered if uh, y'all had any um, experience what? using it. Never dealt with it before. Yeah, it's certainly a product that is not, you know, I mean, if you if you say anything from granite, marble, formica, concrete, you know, I mean, a whole bunch of different options, tiling, mm-hmm. um and quartz has become, you know, quartz kind of is real popular, right? But um, that I have seen that on one of the DIY shows on uh, on on HGTV or something like that. And I can tell you, they say they love it. It's absolutely beautiful. But remember, on those shows, you're only seeing it when it's brand stinking new. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not well, put to the test. Right. And the thing that I have a question about: obviously, glass is not going to take color, so there's no staining issue with that. But there is a bonding agent between the glass that keeps it all together that I don't know whether it stains or not. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and you're one glass of red wine away from finding out. <laughs> right. you know? I'm, I'm sure they could put some kind of color or something in there. You know, mm-hmm. you've seen like hand-blown glass yes. and stuff yeah. like that. I'm sure they could do something with it. But that's that's a new one. I, I haven't even heard of that product yet. Yeah, it's uh, – Okay. It is pretty, but I, I would say I don't know that there's a lot of evidence out there that or research out there. And like you said, you looked up reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would think you would be taking a smidge of a gamble. Yeah, yeah well, I would that, be nervous uh, about chipping and stuff like that, dropping stuff on it. Oh, okay. Yes, in in a full shelf kitchen, you know, accidents do happen. You know, you oh, might yeah, yeah, yeah. drop <laughs> a pot or. That's a good point. Yeah. It may not even be a stain issue. It may be dropping a giant pot on it, and yeah, if and it chips, the kitchen just shatters. Right, uh, <laughs> Jennifer. I hope that helps. I'm, I'm sorry. We uh, he, uh, these guys hadn't worked with the product before. It's just not a very prominent product. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It seems like it's kind of a newer thing out there. So, yeah, all right, right we'll, we'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Thanks, Jennifer. Have a great day. Let's talk to uh, Mia, and she's on the road. And man, have you got what I call the worst job in in and doing home construction of any sort or redoing something. Wallpaper removal. Anyone mm. anyone who's ever done this, who's ever done that, just shivered hearing me say that. What's going on, Mia? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, my son 
bathroom uh, looks like 1940s old lady wallpaper. <laughs> and I really need to get that off. And my idea is to make it look like a little boy's bathroom. And I want to take different comic book sheets and put that up mm-hmm. and put something clear over it. Um, to keep the comic book sheets up, and that way when he gets older and comes in, you know, with muddy hands, mm-hmm. I can just wipe that off, and it won't damage the comic book sheets. So I was asking okay. what, what horrible things do I have to go through to get this wallpaper off first? Well, And then what do you suggest I use to put the comic book strips up, and what do I use to kind of put a clear coat over those okay all right off the top of my head if i'm gonna put something over the wall i'm not even gonna waste my time pulling that wallpaper off that's a really yeah, good a smooth I mean, surface. Just, yeah i mean if you've got a decently smooth surface and it's not a real heavy texture or something to it I, i'm not taking it off mia the reason why he says that is it have you ever removed wallpaper Mm-mm. next time i buy a house that uh, has wallpaper? I'm not buying that house. I'm just <laughs> but you also risk the, um, the fact that when you put the new application on, the old could start to remove then. Well, well you would I mean, think that, but it's been there for seventy years. Yeah, and, I mean, if it's if it's stuck well, it'll dry back. If it's stuck well, <laughs> it is probably not coming off. But there's several. I'm I'm thinking when you put the the wallpaper. I mean the uh, the comic book stuff over it. I'm thinking some type of wallpaper adhesive. Um, mm-hmm. You could go to Home Depot, Lowe's, Sherwin Williams. But to go like over that. it, you know, we were talking about well, a polycrylic. Coat yeah, polycrylic is probably off the top of my head what I'm thinking, uh-huh. but I'm not sure how that's going to bond to the comic book strips or paper right because some of it's going to be real porous if it's really porous you roll that stuff over if it's polycrylic mm-hmm. you know it, it's water-based so right. does that fade the ink does it dye it does it leach it out before it dries that's a good point hey mia um it's there's experiment there's a yeah. product and and we were just talking about it and and you can get it from different types of places i used minwax um it was polycrylic uh acrylic like as my wife put it the uh, nail polish. Uh, so this stuff is literally tough as nails. Um, it's called polycrylic. It was in kind of a teal uh, bucket in the in the stain section. And if once you put that on there, it's it's the once it dries me, it is a very hard surface that that is easily cleanable just by water. Or maybe a spray on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a clear gloss spray on. Uh, there may be protector. a clear. Yeah. Well, if you if you go in there with a spray can, I and mean, you're gonna be there forever. Um, I would, I would, I, what I would do is I'd take a couple of uh, sheets of the comic book strip paper or whatever, and put that on there and see mm-hmm. how it's gonna react to it. Yeah, see if it doesn't. Yeah, just do a small test spot before you decide to do the whole bathroom. Now, there's one other solution that um, you know would protect it for life. You could get the. Um, plexiglass thin sheet of that and just cover your walls with the, uh, you know, like they do in a restaurant huh. with the uh, plexiglass. I didn't consider that, but not a bad idea, Mia. Okay, that's a great idea. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna try each little sheet and see which one works best and yeah. then put it 
after that. But thank goodness I don't have to take the wallpaper off. Right. Yeah, I would I would hate for you to have to do that, fix all your walls, then put that up stuff mm-hmm. on there, and then when he outgrows it, then you want to have right. to do it again. I was going to suggest if you had to get the wallpaper off, just go ahead and burn the bathroom down <laughs> and start fresh. All right. Uh, you know, we're going to take a break real quick. Um, <laughs> we'll continue our discussion after the break. Today we're talking to Shane McClendon of Shane McClendon Builder LLC, and we're giving your home a remodel over the radio. If you have any questions about remodeling or renovations for 2018 or any other general DIY questions, of course, we're here for you and got a couple contractors. Call us with your questions, comments at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Simmons from Houseworks is out this week, but it'll be back next week. And if you miss any portion of the program, make sure to subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app. Just search Fix It 101. Today we're home remodeling for 2018 with contractor Shane McClendon. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877 877- MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464. And let's just do this and go straight to the phones. And uh, Bert is on the line in Ridgeland. has been waiting for a minute. What's going on, Bert? Good morning. Morning. It's a pleasure of having a water heater go out Christmas Eve. Oh, how fabulous is that? Uh, got it drained out and removed and everything. Mm-hmm. But I've got a curious situation happening. Oh. Uh, while I'm waiting to get the new heater, mm-hmm. the hot outline, I've got the cold water line off. Mm-hmm. The hot outline, even with a uh, faucet open, the hot outline is dripping about five gallons a day. Huh. Mm-hmm. You got a valve issue. pressure. Nah, it, it, whenever whenever a house is plumbed, I mean, all the plumbing's hooked together and it makes a loop. I can't tell you exactly why or whatever, but whenever you use another valve or something uh, in there, it, everything kind of mixes. It's like when we go do a, um, a remodel and we have uh, like a we'll have a house where we're remodeling one bathroom and we have one hot water tank. We always have to put a valve inside of the rough end in the wall. Cause if you don't, the hot and the cold mix and you don't get hot water on the other bathroom, how in the world does that happen? I don't know, but it just does. Um, but I mean, that, that's pretty common. You can have, uh, it's, it's, it's water's back feeding through there somewhere. Great, Bert. Now so, I got to have a plumbing show. <laughs> so no risk, no risk. Uh, with that potential pressure issue, no risk with that installing the new one and its function. No, uh, there's no risk at all. But uh, all right, I, I'm assuming that you have another risk. hot water tank somewhere. I do. Okay. <laughs> That's a, making hot water somehow. Right. Now, I was just wondering <laughs> if you've been taking cold showers all this right. the last week or so. <laughs> well, I've been taking cold showers even though the water's been hot. No, it's this weather. Right. But, all um, right. <laughs> Couldn't he so cap that off? You know, speaking of risk, um, <laughs> is there a risk to damage on the wa- on the uh, dishwasher if you run it without a hot end? 
Yeah, because that's where all the water is coming from. Okay, so do not run it. Yeah, because uh-huh. if that if there's an element in there, and if the element cranks up and there's no water in there to you know create the steam and up. stuff like that, I'm I'm thinking it's gonna get pretty hot in there. Could burn up the element, could melt some of the stuff. I I think that's that would make sense to me, but I'm not an appliance guy either though. But yeah, but I, me personally, yeah, me, me personally, I wouldn't run it. Okay. All right, Bert. Yep. We appreciate it. Let's I move it along. We're going to go to Barbara in Picayune and uh, got a comment about the comics on the wall. What's going on, Barbara? Well, um, I just had a comment for the lady that wants to put the comics on the wall. Mm-hmm. First of all, she should um, paint the back of the comic sheets with flat white um, and let that dry and then apply those. Otherwise, the color from the back sheet will come through to the front sheet. Oh, the kind of like a leaching through. Well, well, well. If you, if you, okay. So if you turn the comic over, over, you just take a, a roller, very, uh-huh. you know, not a lot of wet, uh, flat white paint, and just roll it. Let that dry before you put it on the wall. Sounds like mm-hmm. a great idea. You'll also find out what the Actually, comic is going to do. Use that wet paint as your glue. Ah, yeah. Oh, uh, now. And then I, you suggested polycrylic. That's a great uh, product, but also Benjamin Moore's Stays Clear. Uh, depending on her taste, I would do a semi-gloss or low sheen, but, and two coats at least. You've done this before, Barbara. I have many times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. What's your favorite comic? Oh, that's been too long ago for me to remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Appreciate it, Barbara. Now, how would you right, remove thanks. something like hope that? She, hope she makes out well. Yes. Bye. Thank you. Say what? How would if, you remove yeah, it? Yeah, if you have, you know, the kids outgrow it and you want to. Look, this is the fun part. <laughs> about, take it down just like the wall. Paper. This is the fun part about uh, remodeling is that you don't have to think about what someone's going to do in 10 years. So uh, think about it now. Kathleen's on the line in Osaka, and she's got a comment about removing that wallpaper. Outside well, of burning down the bathroom? In the nick of time, huh? Right. Uh, okay. The day before you want to start working on it, get some high acid vinegar on a sponge. Sponge it morning. Wait till it kind of dries up. Sponge it large. Dry up. Sponge it that night. The next day, you get a hand steamer or a closed steamer mm-hmm. and just hold it close to it at the top. As soon as you get a little edge, you can steam it as you pull it down. It should come off. By the way, Kathleen, you're exactly right. I've seen mm-hmm. this done before. It does work. It requires the patience of a saint to get hey, it done that's right. That's why people made the wives do it. I got stuck doing it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you're all a great right. wife. Yeah, yeah. Have a, have a good one. That Appreciate it, Kathleen. For a while. Thanks. Bye. We're going to go to Tammy in Oxford with uh, some water-resistant flooring. Is this something you're looking to put in? Uh, yes, I'm looking um, to put that in, and just wondering if there are any products that could be recommended, and if and if um, anyone's had any experience with a product called AtroGuard. Fellas, no, never what, heard of AtroGuard. What, what is this AtroGuard? It, it's a it's a flooring that's um, waterproof. Um, you know, it has the different wood look. Okay, it's got a wood look. I just uh. haven't been able to find anything online about reviews. I tell you what, um, I've been into a lot of homes recently that have gone to the wood look tile, mm-hmm. and it looks pretty good. And mm-hmm. that's that's uh, pretty water resistant, you know, to a point. 
Yeah. As much as tile can be. I mean, porcelain tile water is not going to come through. The tile would come through the grout line. The grout, I mean, right. you can do grout shield and, and, you know, different types of grout sealer to help prevent that or slow that down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what about any experience with the luxury vinyl items that have to would look? I don't know that they're necessarily waterproof. My worry would be water getting underneath it. Um, that's the one thing you don't want to have happen. I have used the higher quality vinyl, Tammy, and let me say, they'll. It, it's almost impossible to make the joints in those vinyl products waterproof unless you put some sort of sealer on the top of it. Because otherwise, it's just it's a piece of plastic up against a piece of plastic. Yeah. You know, I've had customers use it where, in case they had some older dogs that were having problems, yeah, yeah. you know, in the house and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and we've used that, and uh, they liked it and it worked great for them as opposed to a real wood or a carpet or even um, you know some well, an older dog will ruin yeah, real it, wood. It'll it'll mess up some stuff. Yeah. But they've used that, and it's um, you know I would re- I would probably call that water resistant, but not waterproof. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thanks, Tammy. Um, real quick, before we go to break, let's go ahead and go to Michael in Waveland. And, uh, man, I'm sorry to hear this question. What's going on, Michael? Yeah, hi. How you doing? Good. Um, I have a house that's built up. It's roughly 10 feet up. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been too cold to really examine it, but I see termite damage on the one corner post. I don't see it anywhere else. And I'm trying to figure out a way to support it and also to remove it. Uh, it's two boards uh, that support the porch. But one of them under the house is completely rotted out. And the one facing the yard seems to be in perfect condition. And they're both in a notched out area of the post. Are you are you someone who typically does some DIY work? No. Because what you're looking at is a structural issue here. Yeah, I mean, is this part of the house or part of the deck? It's part of the deck. Oh, okay, okay. Well, at least yeah, it's not it's... that dangerous. Not yeah. sleeping yeah, on just it. Just a porch fall off. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, really. And it's a double board uh, that goes straight across the back of the house, and just in this one area, which mm-hmm. is on the corner of the house it's completely like in shards i want to say i mean is it not treated uh it's treated wood yeah and it's the only spot uh that i could tell under the house i wonder if that one gets more action as far as weather or facage or something like that you know what i'm saying well yeah. it's got to begin I'm some 300 war. feet i'm 300 feet from the gulf of mexico and waveland Oh, well, then nothing lasts within 300 feet of the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> so eventually, eventually it all goes. But I would say when you're dealing with structure, man, yeah. this is beyond uh, a DIYer's purview. Yes. Yeah. What do you think, Shane? I mean, you, yeah, I mean, it, if you don't have any experience doing something like that, I really wouldn't try it. I'd go ahead and just hire you a carpenter or something to come down there because you're going to need to support the deck properly, mm-hmm. you know, take it out, um, take the damaged stuff out, and you need to cut it where it spans back enough to where you're not weakening that outer band. There's a reason it's double-banded um, yeah. around the outside there because that's where your joists and everything else tie into. Um, but, yeah, I, I would I would call for some help on that one. Yeah, because this is something that someone's going to need to know about structural loads and, and things like that, how to – how to keep that thing in the air. 
So yeah. Uh, yeah, this bolts are down pretty good. You know, it's like two bolts. I don't think I got the tools for something like that. <clears throat> but uh, uh, so you recommend a carpenter with structural? Uh, well, you just uh, like knowledge. a framer, somebody that does any framing would be a would be a good a, fit a good for that. Good person to mm-hmm. do it. Okay, that sounds great. All right, thanks, Michael. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, folks, we're going to take a break real quick. Uh, Today we're talking to Shane McClendon from Shane McClendon Builder, LLC, and we're giving your home a remodel over the radio. Del Morris here also. We're talking about any sort of DIY projects you've got going on today. You can call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks, uh, he'll be back next week. And if you miss any portion of this program, make sure to subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app. Just search Fix It 101. Also, remember, a replay on Saturday if you missed today's and you want to hear it live. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Got a couple of contractors for you here this morning, Dell Moore. And, of course, uh, Shane McClendon is here today to talk about any remodeling issues that you might have. Let's go straight to the phone. Anne is on the line in Clinton, and uh, you've got a question about or a comment about extension cords? Listen to us. I was on last week with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> rerun. Yes, ma'am. I was talking about extension cords. Mm-hmm. And um, several years ago, I got the idea, uh, got tired of trying to figure out what my old lines were. So I took a magnifying glass and a Sharpie black pen and read what was indented on the... On the, um, on the side of the cord? Right. Yes, and ma'am. then I wrote it out real big and black. Uh-huh. So that I could just pick it up and look at it, and I wrote it on each end of the cord, so you'd know if it's outdoor, indoor, twelve two, twelve three, or whatever. Wow, I'm impressed. And what did I mean? I just wrote everything that was there, and that little sharpie is is got that tip that you can do that. Yeah, you know. So it's just I thought I've done it for a long time ago, and I got some new ones I got to do. So I, I thought about it then, and I said, "Oh dear, this is a rerun." So we're all, right. all in. And that's that's a great point because, you know, as we talked about on that show, colors don't give away what a uh, extension cord are, is anymore. Uh, colors don't do anything. Length got no – I mean, you know, but people don't know that a certain length, uh, too much length uh, hurt, hurts the product in the end. And, and, and also if it's too small, you know, we were, we were laughing at Java for plugging in a, a, a space heater to a very small – uh, cord and frying it out so yeah we get it all right uh thank you Ann. we really appreciate that uh, java did some research during the break about the about the glass countertops that we were talking about earlier and this is more and folks if you're picturing them in your head it's more of a kind of a crushed glass with 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 a mortar type stuff in between it's it's not literally a piece of glass yeah some of it looked pretty good oh no it's, it's pretty uh and uh, it says there are two basic options for crushed glass countertops the glass can be encased in a tough durable and clear acrylic or embedded in concrete this is what i was talking about before and the concrete portion of this is a big deal because concrete stains depending on what type you use mm-hmm. uh and if it's properly sealed 
concrete also uh, can be broken, uh, depending on how hard you hit it. Those uh, using acrylic give the appearance of glass fragments afloat in liquid glass. How cool is that? That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those that embed the glass in concrete has something of a mosaic sort of look. Uh, Some homeowners uh, backlight the acrylic and glass countertops to heighten the impression they make. That is cool. I want, okay, Shane, you got to do that like next house. <laughs> Both types are very tough and durable, especially the acrylic countertops. They won't easily chip. Both types are also very easily to, uh, easy to clean since the glass and acrylic is non-porous. Yeah. Those uh, employing concrete should be sealed also, as we mentioned, right. in order to make that little in order to make the little concrete that shows uh, stain resistance. Uh, the big the big deal there is that's what we were talking about. If you if you spill a glass of red wine onto concrete, your concrete is now red wine colored. Mm-hmm. So you you've got to seal it. So that's the big deal there. But it is if you look at the product online, if you Google you know uh, glass countertop kind of thing, uh, there's some beautiful pictures. So something to look at. Uh, also, oh, let's go real quick to Jane on in Jackson for the wallpaper. Uh, another wallpaper thing. Are you with us, Jane? I am, and I missed the previous wallpaper. Maybe it's the same question. Uh-huh. Um, Go ahead. I, I, um, Ten years ago, we purchased a house, and most of the kitchen and bathrooms were wallpapered, as well as the foyer and dining room. We hired a painter who came in and stripped some of it, but he mudded most of it and sanded it and repainted. Um, we now have buckling wallpaper, and I don't know what to do with it. Huh. Fellas? Help. All right, so he, he came in and mudded some of it. He, he removed some of it, I guess, that was loose, and then mudded over the seams or texture that was on the rest of it. Some of the loose, and then he mudded over the seams. Mm-hmm. And it looked great for a year or two. And now it's starting to wrinkle and bubble? It is in the corners. Uh-huh. In some of the house, in the bathroom, in and and ah, on scenes in our foyer, it's just Stay coming, humidity. you know. Yeah, the the, the bathrooms is yeah, it's kind of common on the uh, in, especially in the corners where you get a lot of humidity and heat mm-hmm. and stuff like that from showers and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but now, where else is it? You said it's it's, it's starting to uh, buckle Even in the kitchen a little bit. Even in the foyer, I, I don't oh, know yeah. if maybe they didn't mud one seam. That is buckling out, and the, there's a split now in in the seam of mm. the wallpaper, you know, through the paint, and mm. then corners mm-hmm. in the kitchen, just kind of here and there. There, you can you uh, their bubbles are starting to appear, and you know, the house isn't moving around a little bit, is it? Not at all that okay. I know of. So good foundation. Right. I think we're on a good, believe it or not, uh, we're in, I actually live in Clinton, but I live in north of the, south of the interstate. I think we're in a good area okay. for foundation. Sounds like yeah. it's going to have to be uh, redone. Uh, when you leave that old wallpaper, you risk that uh, happening. You know, it can always release on you at a later time. If well, My thought to, is always, and we've talked about this on the show the before, we've talked about this on the show, you know, Water in just about any form is just death to a house, mm-hmm. and and it seems that if you've got uh, cracking, if the mud is cracking, what we're talking about, folks, is is actually called joint compound. It, it it it's what you use to put the big boards in your wall and make them look like one long wall instead of boards. 
So, uh, but it is a dry, it's kind of a chalky like product and you put water to it and it dries a little chalky, but it is not by any means water resistant or any, it, it, it will swell and crack and, you know, depending on how much water, um, and, and, and I hope you've got good ventilation because if it doesn't have good ventilation, we'll just sit there and hold that water. So. You know, I think it does. We have exhaust fans in the bathroom, and they're, I think they, they do a pretty good job. I mean, it's been 10 years. But Thing to do, check on your – on. you know, how can I – I don't – does the wallpaper need to be stripped? The reason we did mm-hmm. this is the wallpaper was put up on the straight sheetrock. Mm-hmm. It wasn't – you know, primed and finished, and and my the counsel I received was if we try to strip that off of that sheetrock, we're going to end up with holes in the sheet sheetrock. So that's why we did what we did. Yeah, you won't end up with holes per se, but you're going to tear through the the, the paper. original paper that's on there. You need a and skim then you, coat. Yeah, it'll be sometimes more than a skim coat because once that paper's torn, you can prime it, um, then come back and skim it, and it'll bubble back up, and it's. It's a nightmare. Mm-hmm, I mean, yes. it's you know, especially if it if it if that wallpaper was installed just straight over the top of the sheetrock and no primer or anything installed, you know, uh, was put on the sheetrock. Yeah, you're, you're, it, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, I've, it was well adhered too. Yeah, I mean, I've done that in, a, in one kitchen. Mm-hmm. I see. I bought. That's funny you say that. I bought a house that was built in '87. The exact same situation in our kitchen was the wallpaper was over just straight sheetrock, and we decided – I'd never done it before, by the way. This is how genius works. Um, we decided to go ahead and take the wallpaper down. Oh, my gosh. If I had known about three hours into that project what I knew – because three <laughs> hours into that project, I was about a foot and a half. And that's how much I'd gotten off of the the wall. Yeah. It was so difficult without tearing the wall up. Yeah, and and sometimes when you're painting over wallpaper or mudding over oh, wallpaper, wow. sometimes the moisture from that mud will actually release the glue that's underneath the wall. Isn't that crazy? You just spent one hundred thirty dollars trying to get that stuff off there, and then the one thing you do to try to not get it off there makes it come off. Yeah, yes. it's yes. just it's. I would treat it as kind of like a spot by spot. You know, I would remove the the peeling stuff and then come back over and prime it, mud it. And then paint it. But now on your your vent fans and stuff like that in your bathroom, it'd be a good idea to go up in the attic just to check to make sure that there's a a, a vent uh, coming outside or up above the insulation, and it's not filled full of insulation. That's fine. Okay. I find that a lot. And people say I always use my fan, always running my fan. But you go up there and look, and either you know there's a there's a four inch or three inch piece of duct that comes <laughs> off that thing, and it's either not on there, and there's you know, 12 inches insulation all the way around it, and, you know, that that's pretty ineffective. Right. <laughs> so. well, you know, my husband installed those vent fans after we moved in, and I probably ought to get them to double-check. Double I guess that insulation could have moved. Just yeah, I mean, it can. Also, in. also, I mean, there's a lot of lint and stuff, you know, and hairspray products and stuff like that that get trapped up in those things. I've had to clean off a lot of the grills to get them working again. Huh. That's interesting. So. Uh, all out. right. Well, appreciate it, Jane. That's that's cool. We got another uh, comment about the the comics wallpaper, and someone suggested uh, Barbara called back and suggested make a photocopy of the comics. Why did we not think of this? Make a photocopy of the comics since the original is really thin. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that way it will go on better when you wallpaper on it, and you can choose a stronger paper. 
And I thought you can even choose a self-sticking back paper if you want to do that, if you want to go crazy. But um, I think it's a pretty good idea. You're going to have a lot of money invested in those comics on that wall in that bathroom. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you like them. Right. All right, folks, uh, we're going to continue our discussion after the break. Today we're talking to Shane McClendon of Shane McClendon Builder LLC, and we're giving your home a remodel over the radio. If you have any questions about remodeling or renovations for 2018 or any other general DIY questions, call us with your questions and comments at one mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Dale Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Simmons from Houseworks will be back next week. And if you miss any portion of the program, make sure to subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app. Just search Fix It 101. Today, we're home remodeling for 2018 with contractor Shane McClendon. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And we were just commenting that this has really become the... uh, the, the wallpaper show, but we are talking about remodeling, and, and that's part of it. So let's go ahead and go to the phone. Joey's on the line in Tremont, and he's uh, got a question about old wallpaper again. What's going on, Joey? Yes, sir. Good, good new year to all y'all. No, thank you. Good uh, new year to you. My house is sort of a mongrel. The front part was built in the 1870s or 80s. Wow. And at best I can't had 18 feet tall ceilings. Oh my gosh! Mm. I went in the attic, and hang on, you got eighteen foot? <laughs> no, not now, not now. The I was about ceilings and an attic. From the, the floor height of the attic. Oh, okay. Uh, what little attic there was, but anyhow, I went in the attic and I found a piece of a wall, and it had some gorgeous ornate wallpaper. And a piece about the size of your hand was very weighty. And it looked like it had cheesecloth on it. And then you had the, the paper or whatever with the design. Uh, is that still available? If so, how would you put that on? I don't. I have not seen that in a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did a house that was built in the 1860s, and I know what you're talking about. It was like a cloth wallpaper because mm-hmm. they didn't have sheetrock and stuff like right, that. Right, right, right. And they just nailed it up. Um, and I also ran into it in Bellhaven one time. We uh, we took about five layers of wall, of some type of wall material <laughs> off in the bathroom, and there was uh, on the very – on the, the, I guess, the most original surface to the house, there was that uh, exact same wallpaper like you're talking about. And you're right. It, it can be really gorgeous, but but uh, is it replaceable at all? I don't I don't know. I, I, there's not very many people that deal in wallpaper anymore. Um, you'd Thank have God. to. Yeah, I don't even know where you'd look for something like that. There are a few interior decorators that still uh, put fabric on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, something to look up. Uh, appreciate it, Joey. Hope we helped you out with that. Let's move on to uh, Rick in Grand Bay. 
Uh, you got a question about some old wallpaper, right, Rick? Oh, I got the solution. Oh, 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 we've been waiting on you. All right, go ahead. Get the, mach- get the machine. The mach- There's a machine? Yes, there is. But don't tell me about that little roller thing that pokes holes in it. Mm-mm. That don't yeah, work. You, you, you got to get the, the steam bar, too. There's a steamer that goes with it. Oh, the steamer. Before, right, and before you steam, you mix you up some potash. And and uh, and uh, what's called trisodium phosphate, and get you a wide horsehair brush, and kind of like you get to paint the wall, mm-hmm. get that damp, and you get get that steam on it. That stuff will peel off like peeling a banana. Mm-hmm. It takes time, but it peel off like a banana. And you got to make sure when you use that roller, that it's got a little, and then it makes the little holes. You do a real good job of that. That's that's the whole trick is getting the holes in there so you can get that. That steam behind the paper. Right. You know, I've done and, the paper uh, tiger before. What I remember the first time I used it, of course, I wasn't taught how to use it. So, you know, I just jammed it in there. And, of course, all I got was a bunch of little holes in my sheetrock. That, yeah. You know, be careful that anybody else going to try that. Just be careful because mm-hmm. you press too hard. You get a lot of holes in your sheetrock. And if you use that steamer, it gets the wall. It gets the, it does get the wallpaper off a lot easier. But you can also mess up your wall really bad you know, with, with a lot of ripples and stuff. In yeah, it. with water going. If, if, if the paper tiger is pushed too hard, what happens is it penetrates the paper on the sheetrock, and then you go and push oh, water into it, steam, basically. So, uh, Rick, the fact that you can do that, I think it takes a light touch, a feather touch, and and a lot of patience. Wallpaper takes patience. Yes, in time, and more than one step. You know, it's not just something you do in one step. No. What I found right. is a, a little hot water in uh, a soapy uh, solution really? usually cuts that um, – you know, gets it to start peeling, and, and they right. have a correct scraper for that with the handle and the roll wheel that just scrapes it right off. But you need good warm water, good sponge, lots of time and patience. Okay. You know, and try several different techniques and find the one that works the best for you. Rick, I like yours. We may have to put that online or something. Thanks, man. Uh, let's go to uh, Brace in Vicksburg. And, uh, hey, we got a bathroom remodel question. What's going on, uh, Brace? Hey, good afternoon, or good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, I'm adding a bathroom, uh, a shower, toilet, sink, and a washer-dryer. And I'm about 20 or 30 feet from the existing bathroom and kitchen. Mm-hmm. So my question was, uh, air-assisted vents, can I use those to ventilate my plumbing so I don't have to punch new holes into the roof? Uh, You're venting your plumbing with that? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, shower, a stand-up shower, uh, washer or dryer, washer dryer, and a sink and toilet. Where do you plan to put the vent? Uh, well, looking at air-assisted vents, I guess you put it into the line either before or after the P-trap. The P-trap, right. I've put these in myself before. I, I do have a suggestion. Okay. Remember, remember where you're putting these, this isn't. This isn't, uh, for those of you who don't do this, this isn't the water coming in. This is the water coming out. All of it. So if you put a plumbing vent on the inside of your home, expect to smell a plumbing vent on the inside of your home. Mm -mm. Yeah, I mean, if you're you're putting a toilet and a shower and all that stuff over there, I mean, I'm just running a, a vent up. You know, yeah, you, yeah, you want a you want a vented toilet. Yeah, you, you can to, run you a, vent a vent through the wall, and you know into uh, 
you know, up straight through your roof. Yeah. I mean, I mean, with doing a shower and adding a toilet and all that stuff, man, running a vent up through the roof is not that big a deal. Mm-mm. No, that's the way to go. Uh, keep going with that because I've tried those vents and they work great. But remember, you're opening a, a you're putting an opening to all of the grody that goes into your pipes. The bio waste. Right. So anyway, keep that in mind. Wow. Uh, do we have any more? Let's do the one more. Sarah and Lake Caroline. Sarah, you've got tiles cracked in the bathroom. Mm. Yes. So um, our house is um, a little less than three years old, so mm-hmm. it's fairly new. And we built it, and we use these tiles that are about uh, probably a yard long and six inches across, so they're long, thin mm-hmm. ceramic tiles. They look like wood. Mm-hmm. Well, in our bathroom and in our kitchen, they're cracked. Well, and so the crack runs across the tile, like not the length of the tile, but across right. the tile. Well, Sarah, and it goes, goes across one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight tiles. Okay, Sarah, we I think... Um, Looks like a little foundation movement. Yeah, foundation issue. The only reason tile cracks is because floor moved. Um, so that's, that's something that you want to look at. Whatever's bracing that floor up is not doing so well. All right, folks, we've run out of time. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Del Moore um, and our guest Shane McClendon, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.